0: to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the falling fig, as we pick up in Isaiah chapter 34 verse 4.
1: And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. In 1906, there was a meteorite that hit in Siberia that leveled the pine trees for miles like they were toothpicks. In fact, so great was the destruction of that meteorite in Siberia that some scientists believed that it was perhaps composed of antimatter, for it is hard to conceive of devastation that extensive. From just a plain meteorite And so they believe that perhaps it was of antimatter Now antimatter would be a molecular structure That is opposite to what we generally know as atoms Where you have the uh, proton in the heart of the nucleus of the atom With the electrons revolving around it In the antimatter it would be the uh, electrons in the nucleus With the uh, protons uh, revolving around it and uh, they believe that if matter and antimatter hit, that you have just this tremendous double-charged atomic explosion with matter and antimatter. And it is, a, it is something that the physicists have theorized as a possibility that antimatter exists in the universe as well as matter uh, and uh, that uh, the combination of the two is devastating. And some have even suggested that that meteorite that hit Siberia in about 1906 was of antimatter and thus explain the tremendous devastation that was caused. But imagine the devastation that will come when when there comes the meteorite shower upon the earth that just really begins to, you know, Create these huge, awesome craters. Now, we are anticipating the return of Halley's Comet. And though it is possible that at this time, Halley's Comet will make its turn on the other side of the sun, and it may be that Halley's Comet will not even be visible to those that are here upon the earth, Yet, the big concern of the scientists concerning Halley's Comet is not how close it's going to approach to the Earth, but the fact that every time Halley's Comet comes along, it leaves all kinds of debris in our solar system. And that as the Earth makes its orbit around the sun, it passes through the junk, the debris, that is left by the tail of Halley's Comet. The comet's tail is some 100 million miles long, and it's just space junk, just a lot of debris, meteorites and and chunks and all out there in the tail of Halley's Comet that seemed to follow the comet around and gives that long glow of the tail. Now, two times a year, the astronomers can predict Tremendous meteorite activity. When Halley's Comet comes around again, it no doubt is going to create as our Earth in its orbit, though we may not even see Halley's Comet, when we come into the fresh debris from the tail of Halley's Comet, we are going to have an unusually heavy bombardment of meteorites again. The thing that is of a, a grave concern is the delicate balance of the ozone in our atmosphere. Already because of the fluorocarbon gases that have neutralized the ozone and turned it into a nitric oxide and the blanket has been heavily depleted, what they are fearful of is a further depletion by the unusually heavy bombardment of the meteorites from the tail of Halley's Comet, and it may be sufficient to deplete the ozone blanket to the degree that the earth will be subjected at that time to extra-heavy ultraviolet radiation from the sun, which will cause exposure to the sun to give you a violent burn and ultraviolet radiation rash. Now, last year in one of the water baptismal services where I was out in the water for a prolonged period of time, I got an ultraviolet radiation rash because of my length of time there in the water, the exposure to the sun because the ozone blanket is being depleted constantly. Our atomic testing, atmospheric testing of atomic weapons had an effect upon the ozone blanket. The SST has an effect upon the ozone blanket, as do meteorites and as do the fluorocarbon gases used in the sprays. And though the United States is more or less created laws against the fluorocarbon gases. The other nations of the world haven't, and they still use the fluorocarbon aerosprays and all. Now, with the depletion of the ozone, it then creates this condition with the ultraviolet rays of the sun and the burning that you get, which all is interesting from a prophetic standpoint. Because the Bible speaks of this time when there's going to be a heavy meteorite shower. It'll be like a fig tree casting forth its untimely figs, the stars of heaven falling. Now, not literal stars, but we we do call them even today. Oh, did you see that falling star? We know that they are meteorites, but they are still today called falling stars. And so he is using the language of the people in describing the stars of the heaven falling to the earth. Not literal stars, but the meteorite showers. And he speaks of this heavy meteorite activity, but then he also speaks in conjunction with it in Revelation. And power will be given to the sun to scorch men who dwell upon the earth. And men will become blistered and all as a result of the scorching of the sun. So the host of heaven will be dissolved. The heaven shall be rolled together as a scroll, and all of the host shall fall down as a leaf falls off from the vine and as a falling fig from the fig tree. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down upon Idomia, the area of Saudi Arabia today, and upon the people of my curse to judgment. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood. It is made fat with fatness, and with the blood of lambs and goats And the fat of kidneys of rams For the Lord hath a sacrifice in bozra Which was one of the chief cities of Edom And a great slaughter in the land of Idomia. And the unicorn shall come down with them And the bullocks and the bulls And their land shall be soaked with blood And their dust made fat with fatness For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance And the year of recompense For the controversy of Zion God's vengeance, his year of recompense for the controversy of Zion. God speaks about the day of the vengeance and the recompense for Zion. And the streams thereof shall be turned into pitch or into oil, and the dust thereof into brimstone, and the land shall become a burning pitch. I've wondered what would be the effect there in Saudi Arabia where the oil is so close to the surface and there's such a tremendous abundance of oil. What would be the effect of an atomic bomb dropped in that area igniting the oils that are under the ground? And, uh, you know, what would be the effect of something like that? It said, it shall not be quenched night nor day. The smoke thereof shall go up forever. From generation to generation, it shall lie waste. None shall pass through it forever and ever. But the cormorant, the bittern shall possess it. The owl also, the raven shall dwell in it and shall stretch out upon it the line of confusion, the stones of emptiness. And they shall call the nobles thereof to the kingdom, but none shall be there. And her princes shall be nothing. Of course, Saudi Arabia is ruled by 4,000 princes, actually. Uh, This big family and all of the relations are the ones that are gaining from the wealth, not the general public there. The thorn shall come up in her palaces, nettles and brambles in the fortresses thereof, and it shall be a habitation of dragons, the court of owls, the wild beasts of the desert shall meet with the wild beasts of the island, and the satyr shall cry to his fellow the screech owl also shall rest there and find herself a place of rest. There shall be a there shall the great owl make her nest and lay and hatch and gather her under her shadow. There shall the vultures be gathered every one with her mate. Now, seek out the book of the Lord and read it. And not one of these things shall fail. When this comes to pass, Isaiah says, get out this book. You know, when these things, uh, when this area is burning with this fire and all, just get out this book and read it. And you'll realize that God has written in advance and not one thing that God wrote of is going to fail. He's challenging you. So uh, it's interesting. We still have the book of Isaiah. We'll still be able to get it out and read when these things come to pass. So seek out the book of the Lord and read it. No one of these shall fail. No one, now the vultures, you'll see everyone has a mate. You'll say, isn't that weird? Every vulture has its mate, just like Isaiah said. Not one is lacking. It's unreal. For he has cast his lot for them, his hand has divided it unto them by line, and they shall possess it forever from generation to generation. Now, chapter 35 is... Out of the darkness into the light, out of the tribulation into the kingdom, the glorious day of the Lord to which we look forward to. In chapter 35, oh, what a glorious chapter as it speaks of the earth and its conditions when Jesus comes and establishes God's kingdom and he reigns upon the earth. For at that time the wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. The desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon, and they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. For the earth will be restored to its Edenic glory, and even in the desert and wilderness places they will no longer exist upon the earth at that time. Buy up as much as you can in Death Valley. Cheap prices now because it's going to be glorious out there. Strengthen ye the weak hands, confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, don't be afraid. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense, and he will save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a deer And the tongue of the dumb will sing The glorious restoration of God You see, you do not see the world as God intended it or created it You see a world that is suffering as a result of man's rebellion and sin You do not see man as God intended him With his physical ailments and impairments with a deafness, blindness, handicaps. God did not intend that. And in the kingdom age, these things will not be. How can a God of love allow a child to be born blind? How can a God of love allow a child to be born deaf or something? Hey, wait a minute. This world is presently under Satan's control who has rebelled against God. Jesus came to redeem the world back to God and the day is coming when he is going to take his purchased possession unto himself. And when he does, you'll see the world that God intended and it'll be a world without suffering. It'll be a world without pain. It'll be a world without physical weaknesses, impairments of any sort. For the lame will be leaping as a deer. The blind will see, the dumb will be singing the praises unto the Lord, and the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and there will be streams in the desert, and the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water in the habitation of dragons, where each lay, shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. And the unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools, they will not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go upon thereupon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. Men will live in safety. No longer will the beast be ravenous. The lion will lie down with the lamb, and a little child will eat the, lead them, and a lion will eat ox or grass like the oxen. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return. Return with Jesus Christ, and they'll come to Zion, to Jerusalem, with songs of everlasting joy upon their heads. And they shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Oh, the glorious day of the Lord, how we long for it. And our prayer is, O Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done In earth, even as it is in heaven, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Oh, how I love this 35th chapter of Isaiah. The Lord gave me this chapter in a time of great need, personal need, in my own life. When my mother was with us and was dying, One day, sitting there in the room, I said, God, I just can't take it. I was looking at those beautiful hands that had ministered so much to me. I could remember when I had a fever and those hands felt so cool on my forehead as she would wipe the perspiration off. I thought of all of the neat rolls, pies, cookies, cakes that those hands had fixed. And my heart was just being wrung out within me and I said, God, I can't take it. I can't stand to see my mother suffering like this. God, I need help, I need it now. And I grabbed the Bible and I opened it and it opened to Isaiah 35. And I read of this glorious day that is coming when the blind will see, the lame will leap as a deer and the deaf will be hearing and the dumb will be singing. And the glorious day of the Lord, gladness, a day of joy, sorrow and sighing gone. And oh, how the Lord ministered to me. It was just glorious. God just ministered to me in such a beautiful way. About a week later, we took her to the hospital. And as she was lying there in a coma again, I just became sort of overcome with grief, realizing that I was losing this woman who was so dear and precious to me. I was going to miss all of those prayers by which my life had been strengthened and helped. And there in the hospital, I just said, God, I can't take it. I need help, Lord. I'm desperate. I need help. Please help me. And I grabbed the Bible that was there in the hospital room. Not, you know, If you grab the same Bible, you say, well, your Bible just falls open to Isaiah 35. You know? But it was a different Bible completely, one that was there in the hospital room. I grabbed it, and I just opened it up, Isaiah 35. I read it, and oh, how the Lord ministered to me again. I said, oh, thank you, Lord. Come quickly, Jesus. And then when she was lying in the slumber room over at the Blower Brothers in Santa Ana, and I went into the room and stood there, and I realized that this was it. My mom's gone, and I just, the rest of the family had gone out, and I was there by myself. And again, the memories, you know, in a time like that, they just come racing through your mind and the thoughts. And again, I just sort of became overcome and choked up and said, God, I just need help. Please, Lord, I need help. Strengthen me, Lord. I I just need your touch. I need your help. And I grabbed the Bible that they had set there in the room, and I opened it up. (laughs) Isaiah 35. I said, I've got the message, Lord. I've got the message. And so Isaiah 35 is a special chapter to me. God has so ministered to me through that chapter. And that is the longing of my heart tonight is for the fulfillment of God's promise, the glorious kingdom age. When the trials and the hardships and the afflictions and all of this present existence are over, when sin is put away and when the kingdom comes and the righteous king reigns and we behold him in his beauty and the earth is restored, Oh, Lord, hasten that day. I can hardly wait.
0: We'll continue with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Isaiah on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Isaiah 34-35 through 35 when visiting the thewordfortoday.org. And now, once again, here's
1: Pastor Chuck. Now may the Lord bless you and be with you and keep you in His love through the grace of Jesus Christ as we look forward to that glorious day of the Lord when He comes for us, that we might be with Him in His eternal kingdom, world without end. God bless you, and may the strength of the Lord be your portion this week. In Jesus' name.
0: This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Want to know how to gain wisdom from God? Then don't miss out on Wisdom
1: for Today by Pastor Chuck Smith. Hi, this is Cheryl Broderson. Growing up, I had the wonderful privilege of spending every morning with my dad, and every morning he would impart to me just a little bit of God's wisdom. Now, you can have that same opportunity if you pick up my father's devotional, Wisdom for Today. It's a 365-day trip through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and each day ends with a special prayer incorporating what you learn into your heart. That's wisdom for today. I pray
0: that you have a wonderful journey with my Father. The gift of wisdom is priceless. Be sure to
1: order Wisdom for Today by Pastor Chuck Smith as a gift for yourself or for a friend. Call The Word for Today at 1-800-272-9673. That's 1-800-272-9673. Or to read a sample, visit thewordfortoday.org.